welcome back everyone to page eight. I hope you enjoyed the football season opener and your Labor Day weekend. I'm your host Casey Barrett and I'm here with Sienna Grady, and we're joined today with assistant sports editor for the Auburn Plainsman Noah Griffith. We're going to be taking a look at Auburn's performance against Mercer this Saturday and what it can mean for the coming games of the season. Auburn dominated Mercer with a final score of 42 to 16. The Tigers continued to fight after a 90-minute rain delay in the third quarter with Tank Bigsby coming back out on the field strong and finding the end zone within the first play. Noah, thank you so much for being here today. And you were at the game, so I hope you stayed out of the rain as much as possible. And I want to start off by looking at Auburn's run game on Saturday, which didn't seem to be a big highlight as much last season. If we're going to talk about the run game, we're going to see Robbie Ashford's field where he jolted down the side. He was second in rushing yards with 66. Yeah, Noah, so what kind of impact did his running ability have during his time on the field, do you think? I would say that's a huge impact. I mean, he took off and ran on the first five snaps he took, and we knew he was going to bring that another option to that offense with his legs. It's just so many ways Auburn ran. They ran with the running backs, with the quarterback. I mean, there's no one thing you can key on when you're trying to solve this run game. Yeah, and that's a lot different from what we've seen in recent years from Auburn's quarterbacks. Um, TJ, you know, he's big. It's kind of hard to be agile and run when you're his size. So he's more looking for those dominant, fast, hard passes. And if we look at Bo Nix, he was really sporadic last year, I would say. Um, If we take a look at the LSU game last year where he would just jolt around the defensive line. Um, So, But I feel like Robbie's running game, it's smooth, it's crisp, and it works. Yeah, so if Ashford continues this type of play, do you think it will significantly improve the way Auburn plays against more high-skill competitors this season? I do think so, because it's another thing you have to prepare for. I mean, with TJ, it's like he can move around, yes, we've seen him do it, but he doesn't have that kind of speed that Robbie does. And with Bo and with TJ, also you don't have plays designed for them to take off and run. If that happens, that's a last resort, but... um. It's a whole lot different when you have guys saying, when they get the snap, I'm going to take off and run. As fast as he is and as agile as he is, we saw a 45-yard run. His first three were 8 yards, 45 yards, 10 yards. That says a lot of things going forward. Yeah, definitely. So, moving on a little bit to offense, what do you think? Was it better than last year? What are your thoughts? And we saw no sacks, um, no struggle from the QBs as well, from both who got time on the field. But maybe Mercer was just not a big enough opponent to where we would see that kind of play. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's not that you're taking a lot too much away from them. You know there's only so much statement you can make against the FCS opponent. But I think no quarterback hits, no sacks, that says a lot no matter who you're playing. They were just able to have whatever they wanted, you know, no matter what they were trying to do, pass plays, run plays, quarterback runs, you know, they got first downs, they got junk plays. Besides two interceptions from Finley, I don't see any negatives. You had guys step up like Javarius Johnson. Um, You had freshmen come in and play. Demari Austin, a running back. I don't. I don't see many negatives to take away from this. All right, yeah, and moving on to tight ends, um, did we see much improvement from last year? So this is a topic I was just, like, waiting to talk about. John Samuel Schenker, fifth-year tight end, with a two-yard touchdown catch in the first quarter. 
to put Auburn up 14-0. And that was so exciting because that's his first touchdown since his sophomore year in 2019. Even though, you know, he improved a lot under Harson's offense last year and broke the receptions record for tight ends, broke the yardage record, he didn't get in the end zone. That was a big thing, and I asked TJ about it after the game, and he said um, he wasn't aware that that was Shaker's first touchdown since 2019, but he was really, really excited to be a part of kind of history for him. And so there's the second time he was part of history with him, the first being helping him throwing the pass down to break the yardage single-season record last year in the Birmingham Bowl, breaking his two-year hiatus from the end zone. So that was really cool to see. Yeah, that was a good moment for him, um, especially coming from two teammates who have been with Auburn for a long time, maybe during the pandemic when it was different. Um, But you mentioned TJ, and I think that's one player in particular who everybody in the stadium at the time was looking at and keeping their eye on. So with that big question, did TJ hold up from last year? And although it was the first game, um, he did throw two interceptions. So do we think Robbie may see a starting spot in his future or will TJ hold out for the season? I definitely think he's put himself on track too. Yes, but Arson did say after the game to her that he was not ready to make a change at quarterback. And Finley is still listed as QB one on the depth chart. Um, I don't see I don't see change happening just quite yet. We haven't seen enough. Like we said, we played there were no pressure on the quarterback. While he performed great with his legs and arms, um, you have to see him under pressure and be able to stick in there and make throws, um, with a defender in his face. I think um him not turning the ball over as opposed to Finley's two interception is big, but I just, I don't think they're going to make any changes probably until after the Penn State game. And I want to take a look at the defense too. Um, We have new faces in there and that wasn't really a big topic talked about, especially during over the summer and fall camp with the whole competition with the quarterbacks. So what did you see from the defensive side? There were a lot of bright spots in there. Ty James, who had three Mercer receiver. UGA transferred at three catches for 47 yards, as opposed to last week against Morehead today, he had three touchdowns for 192 yards. So obviously that's a big difference. They targeted him at quite a few times downfield, but Nehemiah Pritchett and Dominic Kaufman, I think both had a big pass breakup. And even Nehemiah and Harson both said, you know, we think we could have done better on defense, but you look at guys like Cam Riley, junior linebacker, who started up and had a career high, 15 tackles. He had 14 all of last year. So, I mean, how can you not be encouraged by that? Um, and the last Mercer touchdown to give them 16 points was on the final play of the fourth quarter when most of the second team and third team defense was eligible for Auburn. So, you take away what you can. There were no turnovers. But there were two sacks. Um, first one by Derek Hall. Second, armor Sir Muffed, Muffed Snap by Aguilieta. Yeah, well, we'll see the Tigers again next week here on the Plains as they take on San Jose State, their second of five home games in a row. 
I know that a lot of Auburn fans, everybody's excited about that to remain here for a few weeks during the beginning of the fall semester. It was great to have you on. Um, I hope you enjoy next week's game, and we hope to see more improvement coming up. And if we're going to talk about up-and-coming Auburn sports, we are going to talk about Auburn soccer. They remained undefeated after taking down Army on Sunday with a final score of 1 to nothing. The Tigers are ranked 11th and are only one of four SEC teams to be ranked in the United Soccer Coaches poll. They hold three ties in their season so far against Wake Forest, West Virginia, and at the time, number two ranked Florida State. After the recent updated NCAA rule of no overtimes in soccer during regular season. Will this benefit college soccer? We will come to hopefully find out towards the conference play. The Tigers host UMass Lowell on Thursday at 6.30, so definitely show out and support them as they continue their outstanding season. And that's going to be all for today. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Enjoy this week for Auburn sports, and also be sure to head over to our website and our Twitter at the Auburn Plainsman for more things, not on just Auburn sports, but Auburn as a whole.